You are listening to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast, episode five, building a from scratch pantry. In this episode, I'm going to discuss one really important thing you need to do if you are looking to start cooking from scratch, or if you want to be a little bit more efficient in the kitchen. It is so important that you build yourself a well-stocked pantry. Now, I don't mean hoarding or stockpiling food per se. I mean, knowing what the staples are and making sure that you have one or two on hand so that you can always cook pretty much any meal at any time. This well-stocked pantry will help you save money over the long run. And I'm gonna tell you exactly how to do this, exactly what you need in your pantry and some things that you can buy in bulk to help you save even more. So let's get started. You're listening to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. My name is Stephanie, and I'm a wife, mother of three, and the creator of the blog, Winging It on the Homestead, where I help modern mothers incorporate simple living and self-sufficiency skills and knowledge into their busy lives. My goal is to help you refocus your life towards what really matters, your family, as well as boost your confidence so you can start being more self-reliant and decrease your dependence on stores and commercial products. Join me as I share with you my appreciation for creating a homemade and homegrown life through gardening, food preservation, cooking from scratch, making your own products, all while keeping it all practical, intentional, and realistic. Hi guys, today we are going to be talking about how to build a from scratch pantry. This is one of the things that I think is so important when you are first uh, getting into cooking from scratch. Um, Like I said in the intro, I'm not talking about hoarding food or stockpiling food um, necessarily. I'm talking about knowing what your staples are, what you need to have on hand, and building that up uh, so that you can always cook your family's favorite meals really at any time. If you are trying to cook a meal and you always have to buy one of the ingredients, um, one or two of your staple ingredients, it's going to be really difficult for you to be able to cook. Uh, daily. So the idea of having a from scratch pantry already stocked and ready is that you don't have to purchase all your ingredients for every meal. So it may take a little bit of time for you to establish a well-stocked pantry because we're talking about stockpiling um, all of your grains and your baking goods and your spices and oils and all that kind of stuff. But it can be done easily when done intentionally. So to start, we are going to talk about some of these staples that you need to have. I like to have one or two on hand, depending on the item, two usually if I can, and that really helps me stay ahead of the game. And sometimes two, having two on hand doesn't take up too much space or anything, so it's really not a difficult thing to do. Now this, when I first uh, started cooking from scratch, I had to build up my condiments and my spices and my baking goods and my oils and my vinegars and all that kind of stuff. So that took a little while, but it's important to have these things on hand and to also make sure that you're using them regularly. I have a list of all these things, kind of like a checklist for you to make sure that you have all this stuff on hand. It's really not a difficult thing. It's one of the things I tell people um, that they must have. Plus these are like whole food ingredients, so real food. So being able to cook from scratch and using these real food ingredients, if you have this stuff in your in your pantry, you don't have to eat the processed foods. You don't have to stock all the other already pre-made stuff in your pantry or in your fridge. You are able to make whatever you want, really, um, at any given notice. I'm going to go through a couple of these things. So pasta and rice. Uh, you definitely want to have some rice. And when I say rice, to me, 
and quality matters. So I um, don't like the cheap, cheap rice. I like good quality um, white rice, brown rice, jasmine rice, basmati rice, um, a good quality rice. If you go with the real cheap, cheapy, cheap um, rice, then it tends to get mushy and it's, it's no good. Now, believe me, I am all for buying generic um, and buying the cheapy, cheapy uh, brand when necessary, but rice is not one of those times. Pasta. So of course, making pasta is super easy. Um, but you know, sometimes, most times I don't always make my, uh, pasta from scratch. It's not difficult, but it is a little time consuming. It's really great to have some dried pasta on hand. Basically you want your fettuccines and your spaghettis, elbow noodles, bow ties. We really like, um, rotini, which is the spiral ones. We make a lot of mac and cheese with that. I also like to have some soup pastas. So I like to do the egg noodles um, for doing chicken noodle soups, as well as for sides for other meals. And a lot of those things are just easy to have on hand. Okay, so then you wanna look at your oils and vinegars. So you wanna have coconut oil, olive oil, vegetable oil, corn oil. Honestly, I use vegetable oil. I rarely have corn oil on hand, but if you can grab one and have it, that's fine. I pretty much use vegetable oil for most of my frying. Um, if I'm sauteing in things, I'll use olive oil or coconut oil or butter. Um, baking grease. Now with baking grease, what I typically do for that is I'll cook bacon. I typically bake my bacon and it's so much easier. And I'm usually doing it in right first thing in the morning if I'm making bacon and I'll drain the, the fat, the grease and I'll freeze it. And then I'll use that when I'm cooking things for breakfast, eggs. I'll use the baking grease for those types of things. All right, so vinegars, you definitely wanna have a variety of vinegars. I like to use these cause vinegar is really good for um, cleaning as well, very versatile. So I use distilled vinegar. I usually have a huge jug. It's, I think it's even more than a gallon. I typically have of distilled vinegar, apple cider vinegar, balsamic vinegar, white wine vinegar, red wine vinegar. Um, and then I also like having a malt vinegar. So those are some things that definitely good and have on hand. Baking goods. All right. So this is your all-purpose flour. If you are gluten-free, whatever you like as far as that goes. Bread flour. I use tons of baking soda. It's so good and so versatile for you know, baking as well as for cleaning. I use it for so many, so much cleaning. So for bathrooms and kitchen sinks, uh, I, I just have a stockpile of baking soda, baking powder, cocoa powder, vanilla extract, cornmeal, bread yeast, powdered milk, condensed milk, evaporated milk, and cornstarch. Definitely need to have those on hand. I use a lot of cornmeal and bread yeast for you know, all your bread making. All right, so your condiments and spices. Condiments is typically somewhere where I definitely cut corners. I don't typically make my own condiments, although making your own ketchup and mustard and mayonnaise is definitely doable, but definitely ketchup, mayonnaise, mustard, soy sauce, lemon juice. I, I stockpile lemon juice too, because I make lemonade with it. You know, Lemon juice, sugar, and water is what I used to make my lemonade. And it's just good as any other kind of lemonade. So I definitely keep lemon juice on hand. Worcestershire sauce, dried basil, 
dried oregano, garlic powder, onion powder, pepper, salt, and then all the other spices, right? Um, this is something that I'm really focusing on this year with my herb garden. We typically do herbs and I dry what I can and typically use them fresh, but this year I'm going to try to plant a ton extra so I can actually dry it and then just have our own dried spices. And with spices, that may take you a little bit of time to build up, but I know the grocery stores and stuff have like buy two, get one freeze. Uh, I've seen that a lot. So when they have sales, definitely use that to your advantage to build up your, your pantry. All right. So like nuts, dried, dried fruits. Some things like your peanuts, walnuts, almonds, peanut butter, chocolate chips, definitely not only good for cooking, but really good for um, making trail mix, making granola bars, like snack bars, all that kind of stuff. It's really good for, for healthy snacks. Raisins, dried cranberries, dried bananas, all those kinds of things are really good. They can be self-stable for a long time. So I like to transfer most of my stuff into mason jars so that they are a little bit more shelf stable, then you can use them for a very long time. Canned and jarred food. So uh, I like to have some canned, when I'm talking about canned, I also really like to have dried. So uh, let's talk about canned pinto beans, kidney beans, tomato paste, tomato sauce, diced tomatoes. Those things are some things that I try to do when, I, when I'm preserving. I try to preserve our own diced tomatoes or in tomato sauce. But I usually like to have as much as I can on hand, um, even from the store, just so I can use them in cooking and, you know, for pastas, things like that. Canned green beans, canned corn, canned carrots, canned peas. These are all things that if you can grow your own and then can them, um, preserve them yourself, then that's really good. Um, otherwise, get some from the store, you know, just canned and stockpile them. Fruits, so like fruit jellies and jams. And then definitely chicken and beef broth and chicken and beef stock. I have chicken broth on hand like crazy. We use a lot of chicken broth when I'm making pasta, when I'm making soups. I've gotten into saving our chicken bones and our chicken pieces from chicken dinners and making our own chicken broth. I haven't worked that into my daily or weekly routine exactly, but when I can do that and I have the time, I definitely do that. But otherwise I keep, well, because homemade chicken broth is a hundred times better than the store-bought, but I do keep store-bought on hand for sure. And then you want your stockpile of onions and potatoes. So russet potatoes, red potatoes, yellow onions, white onions, red onions are um, a must in our house anyways. As far as sweeteners go, you want to have white sugar, brown sugar, honey, molasses, and maple syrup. And there's some other things for your pantry that are really great to have. So like popcorn kernels, dried beans, kidney and pinto beans. These are for dry beans. And I like to keep them, you know, in my nice little mason jars. Dried lentils, split peas, oatmeal, uh, breadcrumbs, and then your coffee, butter, eggs, tea. That is what I need to have in my pantry. It's not that bad. It's not that much, right? So it's, uh, it's definitely doable, it's things that you should definitely have on hand. And, I, and you can grab them if you go to my, um, go to my blog, you can grab that, that list. Now, this is all just your dry goods. There's nothing in your fridge or your freezer. There are a lot of things that you should have in your fridge and your freezer that are more of a stockpile. So I always try to have a variety of cheeses, definitely a ton of cheddar cheese because I always buy the block cheese 
because it, I, it's much more versatile. I can slice, I can shred it. I don't bother with the shredded because then I will need sliced that week as well. So I just buy a block. Plus we eat a lot of cheese for snacks and stuff. So I like to have um, a bunch of cheese on hand. I like to obviously have enough milk. We get through a lot of milk, enough eggs. I get butter and I freeze it. Um, as far as meats, I make sure that we have some whole chickens in the freezer. We've got some pork chops. We've got some pork loins. We eat a lot of pork. Some pork roasts so I can slow cook them. Uh, we, I also do a lot of shrimp and fish. So I'll get big bags of shrimp because shrimp defrosts really easily and very quickly. And I'm always forgetting to defrost something for dinner. As well as fish, I'll get fish fillets. Let's see what else. And then, you know, ground beef. I'll buy ground beef in bulk and then I'll break it up into like one pound portions and I'll freeze all of those. And then I also buy like, like frozen fruit. If I, I try to freeze my fruit when my fruit is just starting to go like south, like strawberries, like go south, but they're not like, they're still fine. I'll freeze them. Also with bananas, like over, over white ripe bananas, I'll freeze them. And then I'll use this all for smoothies. So I'll buy blueberries and anything that I have to buy in bulk, like what they have blueberry things and it's buy one, get one free. I'll buy them and then I'll freeze them and I'll use that kind of stuff for smoothies. And it's always a good hit and a quick breakfast. <laughs> breakfast option. And that's another thing too. I always buy a lot of sausages, a lot of bacon, because I'll freeze that. And we tend to have a lot of breakfast meats. I also buy a lot of chicken thighs, buy things in bulk and break them down into portions. Like I know my family, if I'm having thighs, everyone will eat one. Maybe my husband and I will eat two, an extra one. So I'll just factor that in and save them in those kind of portions. Uh, so it definitely helps to have a chest freezer. And we also have a second freezer. We have a second fridge and freezer and a chest freezer. So that is definitely helpful and sometimes necessary when you're preserving your own food and stock stocking up on um, your meats and your uh, staples. So I really love having a well-stocked pantry. It makes it possible for me to cook pretty much any meal at any time. I kind of then just focus on the meats. So my method is kind of like, I'll make sure that I have meats on hand and then I'll be like, oh, I have pork loin, okay? And I know I have whatever I need to marinate it in or to put a rub on it or anything like that. I typically have everything I need. So then what I'm doing is as I'm using something or I take something out of the pantry, I take notes of when it gets down to one that I need to start replenishing that, that stockpile. So that's pretty much how I manage it. It's nothing fancy, but after eight years now, it's kind of worked its way to that. I know what we need. I know what we have. And I know um, the meals that I make and the rest, the ingredients that we need. So it's pretty automatic. So I do recommend kind of putting this into practice and being a little bit intentional on what you have in your pantry. It really does save you a lot of time and it saves you a lot of money too, because you're not just buying things as you need them. You can plan kind of around sales, utilize those to your advantage. I really hope this episode helps as far as upping your cooking game and your from scratch pantry. And so get into your pantry and figure out what you need to make your ideal from scratch pantry. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. If you have not already signed up to grab my free ebook, you can go to www.yourdreamgardenguide.com. This garden guide has everything you need to get started growing your own vegetable garden this year. 
As always, if you have any questions, want gardening advice, or have topic suggestions for the podcast, please email me at info at wingingitonthehomestead.com.